Alright, welcome back to Ravenloft by way of Ironsworn. We're still in the village of Barovia and we're starting to get sorted out on what's been going on up there at the castle. Castle, thanks to this guy over here. My green screen keeps cutting out a little bit. That's fine. Okay, so um, when we last left, we were just leaving the Blood on the Vine Tavern E2 up here. The sign we find out later. Uh, used to say blood of the vine and somebody scratched up the f and replaced it with an n because uh you know irony isn't dead here even in a barovia all right so we left the tavern down this street to the south past mad mary's house and down to e4 down here at the bottom of the map uh <coughs> which is the burgomaster's mansion burgomaster's home it's a mansion it's a weary looking mansion squatting behind a rusting fence the gates are twisted and torn the right gate just lies cast aside while the left one swing back and forth randomly. The stuttering squeal and clang of the gates repeats over and over and over. Weeds choke the front yard, the grounds, and press in on the house itself. But against the walls, the growth has been trodden under to form a path, beaten down weeds and grass all around the walls of the place. Heavy claw marks have stripped the finish of the boards great black blotches tell of fires that have assailed the walls not a pane or shard of glass stands in any of the windows all the windows are barred with heavy planking and each plank is marked with stains and gouges so we get up to the front door and uh knock arena comes up and it's it's obvious that arena is only going to let me in because ismark is with me and vouches for me and even then only because i apparently came at their father's request but she does eventually let me uh the interior of the house is well furnished although the fixtures show signs of considerable wear obvious oddities are the boarded up windows and the remarkable overuse of holy symbols in every room. The Burgomaster's body is in one of the front sitting rooms on display as if for a wake, except it's a wake that never happened. His body has not been preserved in any way, and he's been dead for 10 days. So despite the candles burning in his honor, the, spell, spell, the smell in the house is quite horrible. Irina and Ismark barely seem to notice it, so I don't comment. Uh, a little bit of time passes. Uh, you know, we're kind of talking um it's already the third time that i've assured irene i'm here to help but her reluctance or outright disbelief is starting to get to me and i am since i'm sort of narrating this both the the player and the gm here i'm having ismark sort of speak on my behalf since i do have a bond with him sister this far warden tapped iron and swore to free barovia ismark exclaims let her help us i'm trying to secure an advantage with this and uh build up some momentum so this is an interesting thing i want to talk about securing advantage a little bit so checking this out when you assess a situation make preparations or attempt to gain leverage envision your action and roll if you act with speed or agility or precision roll edge with charm loyalty or courage roll heart with aggressive action forceful you get the basic idea depending on what you're doing roll the appropriate stat for this on a strong hit you gain advantage choose one of these Either take control, make another move now, and add plus one to that following roll, as long as it's not a progress move, or prepare to act by taking two momentum. On a weak hit, your advantage is short-lived. Uh, you simply take plus one momentum, and on a miss, you fail, or your assumptions betray you, pay the price. I'm gonna stop here and just talk really briefly about secure an advantage, because in the conversations on, uh, like, say, the Reddit group for, for Ironsworn and that sort of thing, um, there's a lot of opinion that securing advantage, you you know, wasting, 
using a role or taking deciding to take a role on security advantage is a waste of time um and with that the way the skill is written i kind of agree now looking back on it now what's interesting about this is we are current i'm currently playing in a game of um starforged which is a sci-fi version of ironsworn and well it's a it's a sci-fi game written by the same person as the one who writes ironsworn or wrote ironsworn sean tomkin and what's really notable about this is there's a lot of uh there's a lot of dna that the game share which is great but i'm trying to get my camera sorted out here um there's a lot of dna that the that the game share which is great um and a lot of moves that are shared between the two uh what's really kind of remarkable about this though for this particular thing is this move exists in both games it's not the same this one's been rewritten in the other game and i didn't notice this right away what i noticed right away is we were using secured advantage a lot in starforge and it was awesome i it was great it's been super useful and it's not hard to see why if you look at this move because the way it's written here if you if you get a strong hit you get to choose one of these two options here either you get a plus one onto the next whatever you do or you take plus two momentum in starforged if you get a strong hit you don't have to choose you get both of these you get to get a plus one forward on the next move and you get plus two momentum the weak hit which in this version is only a plus one is only plus one momentum is in starforged pick one of the two options so to break this down the strong hit is way better in starforged because you get both the options and the weak hit is the same as the strong hit which is a lot harder to get here in Ironsworn. And apparently the author has identified the fact that it's not particularly well balanced. So that's neither here nor there. Um, I bring this up because although I played with Secure and Advantage through with using the original rules, because Starforge didn't exist when I was going through this, or didn't really exist in a version I could see, um, I have changed our little house version of this game to use the Starforge version of Secure and Advantage for the games that I'm running, because I'm doing a version of uh, Iron Swarm with my kids right now. I hit Secure and Advantage there, and I knew it looked wrong, and I went and looked at the one on Starforge, and we decided not to use it. So going forward, when I play more of this, I'm definitely going to be um, using the Starforge version of Secure and Advantage, but throughout these first um, this first series here, until I get up to the castle and back down to the village again. I'm going to be using the older version of Secure Advantage. Although, because it's not very good, I don't use it very often. Because it's not great. Anyway, let's see what I actually rolled. So the thing is, the move may not be great, the way it's written right now. But you know what's even worse? That roll. Not great. Um, Alright, so either I miss, or I have to burn all my momentum just to get a weak hit. And the weak hit is just going to get me one momentum. And I did this move to get more momentum. So what this would do is take me from a momentum of six down to a momentum of two and then ooh give me one back to get back up to a momentum of three and the whole point of this thing was to get me more momentum not cut it in half Blech. otherwise if i don't go with that i either fail or my assumptions betray me and in either case i pay a price so so my assumptions are there are vampires Strahd is in some way obsessed with irena and may be hundreds of years old so vampire lots of women i've encountered so far have been victimized in some way or another by either vampires or the baron maybe both members of the far wardens have come here or been lured here before and none have come back the villagers are on my side now this one is new and fair since i just swore an epic vow and forged a bond with them but still that's an assumption that i have so Either I fail to secure an advantage getting Irina on my side, like Ismark is, or my assumptions betray me. In either case, I pay the price. Or I kill my momentum to get a weak hit, 
but it's still a hit. Pay the price, if I go that route, would be uh, I rolled a 40 on pay the price, which is the current situation worsens. Okay, for that I would go to the Oracle of the module and check the random encounter table for Barovia daytime in order to complicate things, and a 1d8 gets me a 3, which is one angry villager. So, if I go with this, then in the midst of us trying to talk about this, um, we get this villager who interrupts. Fine. Let's let's see where this goes. There's there's an angry hammering on the front door of the house. Ismark and Irina tense. I keep my hands free for my weapons, but the hand holding my shield tightens where no one can see it, and I move toward the door. Now let's find out who it is. I there's an oracle that you can use out of Iron Sworn that um, gives you information about NPCs. Gives you names. All kinds of stuff. There's, there's it's, just a, it's a nice NPC generator kind of deal for this oracle. So we're going to take a look at that. Okay. Uh, in league with the enemy. The character role is a fisher. Character goal is to collect a debt. Their descriptor is religious. And their name is Chendra. Chenda. Chenda. Okay, that's a lot to unpack. Here's what I ended up writing down. Come out of there, Ismark! Shouts a deep, but somehow reedy voice. Bring that foreign bitch with... I open the door fast enough that he cuts off what he's saying. His eyes widen. He takes a step back. But then his expression pinches down and the grip on a nasty little fisherman's knife tight shit. Huh? Ismark says, stepping up on my right. What the four hells are you doing? I heard about that blasphemy and treason at the tavern. You and your little... He shoots me a long, sidelong glance and chooses better words. Foreigner! Too far in your cup saying things you should not have and her making promises she can't keep. And she'll be hanged if she tries. Hang? Treason? Ismark snorts. Wishing the monster Strad dead isn't treason, Chenda. And blasphemy? Are you entirely out of your mind? The Baron is the land. The land is the people. The people are the blood, says Chenda. And it has the rhythm of a prayer to it. Something that he's memorized. Something that he believes without really thinking about it. I step forward through the door, and the man takes another step back. Your Baron is sucking the blood out of this land, fisherman. Literally, I think. How much can you lose before dying? I'm looking to compel this guy to back down, but while it might be nice for me to go with heart, because it's my best at, I don't think that's is going to go down with heart. I've been binging The Witcher a little bit too much. So um, I'm afraid this is going to have to be iron. All right, because I'm going to threaten or incite. Now, this is not any official art for Irina. It's uh, somebody else entirely, but I like the picture, so I'm using it. All right, so strictly reading the text of the move as close as I can, it appears that I still secure an advantage, I think, because of the choices that I picked. Um, on a miss, you fail or your assumptions betray you. I did the assumptions betray you, and I pay the price. It doesn't say I don't, it doesn't say I fail in this case. My assumptions betrayed me, I paid the price. My betrayed assumption is the villagers are all on my side, and the and the pay the price is the current situation worsens, which is Chenda reporting back on everything he learned about me. Sweet. However, I don't get the momentum I would get from either a strong hit or a weak hit. I just secure advantage in the narrative, which is a very Iron Sworn thing. Two things going on with any of these Iron Sworn moves. One of them is what's the numbers hap what numbers are happening, and the other one is what's changing in the narrative, because what changes in the narrative makes things possible that wouldn't otherwise be possible. Okay, so I secured an advantage but with no mechanical benefit, just narrative benefit. What's the narrative benefit? That result is why I had Irina come to my aid at the end of the exchange with Chenda. She's on my side now. Not enough to form a bond with, but enough to be NPC who is generally on my side. 
totally cool. Also, since I have a bit of Oracle level knowledge about what Strahd is generally up to, I'm going to say getting Arena a little bit on my side counts as a single tick in a single box on my epic quest to kick Strahd in his pointy little teeth. So given to that, I will actually gather information. Thanks for the help out there. I sat trying to smile. I feel like I'm swimming in dark water with very, very large fish bumping into my ankles. Can you help me understand what's going on here? Oh, this is better. When you search an area, ask questions, or conduct an, edge, uh, conduct an investigation, roll wits. All right, let's see if we can get a strong hit out of this. Ooh, okay. I like that. That is a strong hit. On the strong hit, you discover something helpful and specific. The path you must follow or the action you must take to make progress is made clear. Envision what you learn or ask the oracle if you're unsure and then take plus two momentum. Now, I think I missed a tag here because I think I should have gotten a plus one momentum. In fact, I don't think I marked it down, but it's far too late for that. Um, I think I ended up with a plus one momentum uh, from Compel on Chenda. Because uh, you get everything as above, and that includes a plus one momentum. I didn't mark that down. That's fine. In this case, I get to gather information that gives me plus two momentum um, from my from my roll, which is great. Okay. I'm going to info dump on Brig and mark plus two momentum because I don't feel like writing everything out as dialogue. This is everything that Irina and Ismark basically share with me during the info dump. Now, if I were playing the game with, you know, GM to players or group, we'd go around and share all this stuff. It's just me in my head and I have the module. So this is just me checking off. This is the stuff that I can officially say that I know. All right. So here's what we got. Irina seems nice enough, but she's troubled. She's very scared, but she's no helpless victim. She can't remember anything about her early childhood before the Burgomaster found her and adopted her. My father only ever told me that he couldn't bear to see a child alone and helpless, and I seemed immediately to be a daughter to him. I remember no time before that, so to me he has always been my father. He found me at the base of the waterfall that drops down from the Ravenloft Peak. Uh, each night, wolves and other creatures came and attacked the house. Eventually her father's heart couldn't take it. He died a natural death. His heart simply failed under the strain. The wolves stopped attacking ten days ago. They come from the forest, so they are ultimately Strad's creatures, I believe, and they follow his command. Uh, no one in town has the guts to help them bury their father. Uh, strangely, the wolves haven't attacked since their father died, but Irina believes it's only a matter of time, and it is not a matter of much time. Um, with the greatest of the holy symbols, an ancient holy artifact stolen from this house, both the siblings fear the house is now completely defenseless. They might be safe in the church for a time. The priest at the church seems to be able to keep the place protected, but they don't know for how long that's going to last either. Ismark uh, says, the holy symbol was a great golden thing. Holds out his hands like the size of a small dinner plate. Sort of a sun symbol. Irina adds that it was stolen during one of the attacks, so very likely it's somewhere in Strahd's cursed castle. The priest might be able to tell you more about it, though it has been in my family's home for several generations. Irina looks at him. What do you think? What should looks at me and says, what do you think? What should be done? If you're going to the castle, Hismark says, I'm going with you. We're doomed here, but I'd spit in that monster's face and try to drive a stake in his heart if I can. And leave me here, Irina says? No, I'm coming with you. I frown, still thinking, and say, are you sure? Irina nods, and after, and her mouth is a firm line. If it's what you decide to do after talking to the priest, then yes. All right, I say. Grab what you need. I turn to Ismark as Irina leaves. Help me with your father. Ismark looks confused. I want to talk to your priest, I say. 
and the burgomaster needs a proper burial. All right, we're gonna stop there because the next one's busy and that one actually took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. So we're gonna stop here and uh, that was just uh, stopping at the burgomaster's house. Should have been quick. Definitely was not quick.